This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast. Let's continue our position previews here on Illinois football for the 2021 season. If you missed it, go back in the podcast queue and get the quarterbacks. We broke down Brandon Peters, Art Sikowski, and the rest of the depth chart, including what the future looks like at the position. We'll do that for each position moving forward. And you guys can binge these. You can uh, listen to them as they come out. But hopefully you enjoy them and it gets you ready for the 2021 season. It's Jeremy Warner, Joey Wagner. And Joey, let's break down what we think is probably the strongest and deepest, I think that's the key word, deepest positions on the team, and that is running back. Illinois had a pretty solid history at running back here recently. You know, Reggie Corbin, Mike Epstein, now Chase Brown comes into the queue. I thought Rod Smith really invigorated this rushing attack the last three years, so you give him credit for that. He just wasn't able to get the passing game going along with it. Um, but they've had some success on the ground. you got an offensive line that should be really good again this year, so there should be a lot of opportunities. And if we know one thing about Brett Bielma, it's he's always run the ball really, really well. And I don't see that changing with the group of running backs he has, most notably Chase Brown, Chase Hayden, Reggie Love, and a surprise that Mike Epstein's coming back. And I'll throw Jakari Norwood in there, who's a little bit different than everybody. So I think this is a position you feel really good about going into the season. What did Dre Brown ever do to you to not get mentioned? (laughs) Goodness gracious. But I agree. This is... To me, this is Illinois' strongest position. Uh, offensive line would probably argue with me a little bit about that, rightfully so. But credit to you, Chase Brown showed up in 2019, and you're like, hey, look at this guy. And he turned. It's on the film, man. Like All you had to do was turn on the film of Western Michigan against Michigan and Syracuse. And you're like, that guy's different. That guy belongs at the Power 5 level, and he did. He just chose an aviation program. Um, he just – the flight fees he didn't account for. That were $50,000 a year. So um, he comes and, and transfers to uh, his brother's school, and, and boy, he, he, put on a, he put on a show last year. He did, and I, I, honestly, I think he's still being a little bit overlooked largely. One, it was a shortened season. It was on a really, really bad team. Um, but he put up numbers, and if you were to project those numbers over 12 games, you're looking at that like – oh, that's one of the better running seasons we've seen in the last few years. And 2019 Reggie Corbin would disagree, but it's right. I mean, he had a really nice year in a short time on a bad team. Uh, he, he's a star, man. He, he is a star. He's shredded. He, he's got – He's got everything. Joey cannot stop looking at his arms um, because I, I use it this way. He's jacked. Like There are much bigger dudes. Like uh, Josh McCray is much bigger than him. Uh, but the, the muscles, definitely uh, the body fat is, what, 2 3% on Chase Brown? As your resident painfully out-of-shape journalist, <laughs> I look at this guy. I'm like, man, he's he, – there's so much about him. One, he's a really good football player. I think he's really marketable, man. Yes. He, he's – He's got the looks. He's got the skills. He's got the personality. He's, the Troy Palomalu hair. Yeah. He 
he's, he's got it all. And I think people are still kind of sleeping on him a he's little bit. He's from Canada. Come on. He's a twin. Like, it all works it's out. It's all there for him. Now, I think in terms of, like, those gaudy, holy crap numbers that are going to get people across the country to, to notice him probably isn't going to exist because I think there's a lot of guys who are going to eat up some of those carries. But Illinois' rushing attack is in a position, we think, given the history of Tony Peterson, the history of Brett Bielema, to be – one of the top ones in the Big Ten. I, I think that should be an expectation you walk in with because of the talent. And we talked all this about Chase Brown. Chase Hayden, I was a little surprised to hear Brett Bielema gush as much as he did about him yesterday. Not because I don't think he believes in Chase Hayden, but because it was very effusive praise. Really, really like he thought Chase Hayden after his freshman year was going to be one of his better backs that he's had. And the dudes have some good backs. So you look, if, you, if those are your one and two, Man, that's really good. Also pretty marketable. Yeah, let me talk a little bit about Chase Brown. Uh, I was really kind of disappointed the first game last year when Rod Smith only gave Chase Brown three carries. Um, And then the next game, he had 11 carries against Purdue for 73 yards, 6.6 yards per carry. And then against Minnesota, only had four carries, but he had 7.8 yards per attempt. And I'm thinking there, your best back. I thought he was your best back last year uh, during training camp. Um, 18 carries during your first three games. Then after that, Rod Smith goes, okay, this is our guy. 17 carries for 131 yards at Rutgers. That's 7.7 per carry. Nebraska, 110 yards, two touchdowns. Um, 18 for 83 against Iowa, 14 for 70 against Northwestern. Then Penn State kind of shut him down, but Isaiah Williams had a bunch of yards in that game. Um, I think he's one of the best backs in the Big Ten. I think he's got NFL potential. Um, One thing I love about Chase Brown is, sure, he's quick, but he just doesn't go down. He is a tenacious runner. The yards after contact for him are great. Uh, he's just really difficult to bring down. But he's just kind of an all-around back. I think there's certain things that Rod needed Chase to clean up that was blocking, which is really important for an every-down back. And I think he can get going in the receiving game a little bit too if they want to involve him there. But I think he's a true number one Big Ten back. But then I also feel if Chase gets injured, as running backs tend to do, you have good options behind him. You mentioned Chase Hayden. Last couple years haven't gone his way with injuries, but he was a proven back at Arkansas. His freshman year was great. His sophomore year was solid. Um, and he's kind of a bigger back. Reminds you of, of Dre Brown a little bit. And that he's kind of this veteran who's kind of had setbacks, but really smart, really good, has some quickness, but also some power to him. And then Reggie Love is a, is a running back that uh, Illinois really likes. This staff really likes. The, the previous staff really liked as well. Didn't get going last year. He's going to have to adjust to playing at the Big Ten. But there's, there's some size to him also with the elusiveness where he makes some cuts at times that maybe not the Reggie Corbin level, but I think he's got a little bit more of that quickness, agility, change of direction uh, that's a little bit different than Chase Brown and Chase Hayden. So he's a really good back, and uh, we'll get into Mike Epstein and Jakari Norwood here, but I think with Chase Hayden and Reggie Love, they feel like they have three backs that if they got to go to that guy for 10 or 15 carries, they feel pretty confident. I forgot Chase Brown got three handoff, three carries against Wisconsin. That's That ain't good. And, you know, we kind of didn't really – like, we knew it at the time, but he hadn't really proven anything. So, you're like, oh, maybe something else. But looking back, that is that makes his numbers last year even more impressive. That basically one game was a total wash. So, he was in seven games. To your point about Reggie Love, there, there's, there's reason to be excited about him. You know who really pushed for him at the end in his recruitment was Wisconsin. Yeah. I know it's not going to be an apples-to-apples comparison. 
uh, but it's like a fruit-to-fruit comparison, right? Like, there, there's a reason Wisconsin wanted him, and there's a reason Brett Bielema likes him. There's a lot of those skills. Again, I, I don't – I think it's – there are adjustments, but you don't need him to be a superstar this year. You just – maybe not even next year, depending on what the, the chases do. That's a really good one, two, three, and Illinois had two, right? I mean, I, I guess with – Epstein was hurt the year that it was both uh, Dre Brown and Reggie Corbin. They've always had two, say always. Most of the time they've had two. Now they've got three in an offense that's going to do it with an offensive line that's going to make way. That's that's really good and three pretty talented guys. And one thing we have harped on is that everywhere Tony Peterson has been, running backs are getting multiple carries. I don't see Chase Brown having a lot of 20-plus carry games. And I think that's a good thing for the long term of the season. 12 games, 15 carries per game, that adds up, right? He's going to get 200-plus touches most likely if he stays healthy. But last year at App State, and and they run a little bit something different, um, but he had, what, three or four running backs with 50-plus carries. At Minnesota, think of Lawrence Maroney uh, and Marion Barber. Both those guys got 250 carries in the same season, something like that. Um, and every stop he's been along the way. So I think there's going to be three or four backs that get 50-plus carries. I think you can see three backs with 100-plus carries, maybe 90, something like that. Uh, I think all these guys are going to get work uh, in this offense if it goes the way they want. And, and that's a good thing because I think all these guys can be effective, um, maybe chase better than some of the others. Reggie has to prove himself at this level. But I, I think you're going to see those three guys get – their fair share of carries. And the thing is, they're not that different from one another, which I think ideally, if you're giving it to three, you want a little bit more of a variety there. But they're three good backs, right? I mean, chase, the chases are pretty similar, I think, in, in, in one another. Reggie's a different one of the three or the other two. The, the wild card a little bit is Jakari because he is like way, way, way different than everybody else. But if those three, yeah, I agree with you. 90, 90 carries, let them cook. And if, if you're doing that, if you're giving them 90 carries each, something's working. Yeah. You're not giving them 90 carries for two yards a carry. So if that's how it plays out, and Brett's shown a history of that too in his career where there's been years, maybe not three or four, but two and a half, three, where they've really made it work. And if you can make it work, everybody's happy and there's success, I think you're in a pretty good spot. Maybe 90 is a little bit much, but I, I could see Chase Brown with 180 carries. I could see Chase Hayden with like 80 carries, and I can see Reggie uh, for 65, 70, something like that. Um, and we haven't even mentioned the running back who has proved himself more than anybody in the Big Ten. Let's talk about why uh, we haven't done that yet with Mike Epstein, also Jakari Norwood, uh, and what he can add to this offense as well. That's coming up next on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
All right, Illinois got a huge boost to their depth with Mike Epstein returning. And when Mike has been healthy, Joey, he has been a really good Big Ten back. I think he's played about 20 games at Illinois, has more than 1,000 yards rushing, uh, two handfuls of touchdowns, six yards per carry when he's effective or when he's healthy. But he's missed more games than he's actually played here. And while he returns and really boosts depth, um, we haven't mentioned him yet because I still think there's a lot of unknown about Mike. He had an unspecified injury, had surgery, didn't even know if he's going to come back and play college football. He has, but the staff hasn't talked about him like he's going to be a given for this. Maybe in a month that changes. And we know when Mike is healthy, he's very effective, very versatile back, um, got some quickness to him, got some size to him, has some speed long term. Uh, but. I just don't know what we can count on him for, given that injury history. But if he does get healthy, um, boy, you talk about depth. I mean, that's a 1,000-yard back career-wise that you can put in. And last year, he was really effective uh, when he was healthy. So I just don't know what to set the expectations at because this staff isn't yet setting a high expectation. But if he does get healthy at some point and it is a full go, we haven't seen him, I don't think, out there in the field yet. Um, but if he does, that's great depth. I just don't know if fans should set their expectation of this is our number one or two back. Yeah, and I know for some fans that's a kind of a tough thing to grasp. It's, it sucks for Mike. Like Mike's, it sucks to observe his career and see kind of what's happened with him and the injuries. That is, he has been really good, and he, by all accounts, he's a great person. And and when he tore his ACL, I think it was 19. I'd hate to be wrong there, but you could hear the pain in Rod Smith's voice. If you remember that, he was just gutted I mean absolutely gutted and that's because they like the guy and it, it sucks to see him like that but if he's healthy the thing with Illinois is for years past it's been like the conversation has been he's been one of those three backs right it's been Dre Brown Reggie Corbin Mike Epstein or wh whatever it's now it's like you're not relying on him so it I don't think at least in the way that I'm imagining this room so if you get something out of him and he can come in and, and maybe Reggie Love doesn't adjust as fast or maybe Chase Hayden doesn't pick up like we think he could and all of a sudden this guy's healthy, that's a boost. But if, if he's not, it's not like you look at this room and like, okay, what's next? I, I think that's a difference from where they've been and you hope he's healthy and you hope he can contribute and it sucks that it's happened like this because he was healthy for all of last year. And then all of a sudden it's, it's like, wait, what's – what's going on here and he missed all the spring and if I'm remembering correctly it was in the summer that he ended up coming back and it's, it's an important time to miss it's not insurmountable but it, it is important time to miss and then he's if he's not at a hundred percent coming back or and maybe we haven't seen him because he's working himself into that it's not necessarily a rehab but maybe it's a physically make sure you're checking all the boxes before they put you on the field we don't we don't know hopefully we'll get some clarity on that in the next few days but you hope he can do something for him. But for Illinois, objectively, it's good they don't have to lean on him to be that person. And that's why they added Chase Hayden, right? I think we have to understand, like, there's a reason they add a, a transfer, like Jack Badovinak. When they added him, I go, okay, they don't feel comfortable on the offensive line or at the guard spot. Maybe Virtus Brown isn't their answer there. And Virtus Brown <laughs> switches positions. Um, and Alex Postrum is fighting for the starting job along with Badovinak. It's the same thing. When they added Chase Hayden, I go, oh, 
Is there something up with the running back room? Are they not expecting this guy back? And they didn't know if Mike Epstein was coming back. And he was coming off an injury. We didn't know that at the time. So you figure that out. Like, there's a reason they added a guy like Chase Hayden. One guy who's always kind of been an X factor of this group, and we just haven't seen it break out. There's one long run uh, at UConn in that win. But we really haven't seen much of him since then. But it's Jakari Norwood, who's a little bit different. He's probably the fastest running back of all of these guys. Um, and he does add that element, but maybe not as versatile as all of the other ones. I always thought it could have been – I always thought Rod Smith might involve Jakari in the slot a little bit. Just get him in space because he does have some game-breaking speed. But if that's your fifth running back, you feel pretty good. <laughs> you feel pretty good that you have a guy that can go in there and give you a little bit of speed. Again, only 122, I believe, rushing yards for his career. But he had some depth. And Nick Vadonzo is a big kid that I think is, is really still interesting. Six foot, sprinter speed, 200 pounds. Um, obviously, you know, didn't play a lot last year. But he's just uh, in his, what, third year now, I believe. So uh, he's still an interesting kid to me. And then you had Josh McCray to this room. And he's even bigger than I thought. Six foot one, 240 pounds. I don't know if he makes a big impact this year. Uh, it's kind of an H-back because you have some older guys that you brought in at H-back. But uh, long-term, he's a really interesting kid as well. You know, Jakari Norwood is really interesting because it's like every spring game, you look up and you're like, because it's like he's the number one of the second string every year. And you look up and you're like, oh, this dude's cooking a little bit. Like, he's moving. And if I remember correctly, Rod Smith kind of tried to shoehorn him into that Wisconsin game to begin last year. It just did not work at all. And and then he kind of fell off the, the depth chart a little bit there. So... Again, as your fifth back, all right. Like let's let's see what he can do, and, and maybe there's a spe- he's fast. Maybe there's a special teams role for him somewhere. If they, if they elect Chase Brown did a lot of kick returns last year. If they elect to say, eh, we're gonna you know let him carry this thing and not be the- maybe that's Jakari. We don't know. Josh McCray's huge, man. It's just awesome to see him. He's huge, and, and we'll get into it. But the future of that position, yeah. it's very clear. But right now, for a roster that largely Brett inherited. It's, it's kind of a perfect storm to inherit this group of running backs, given what we know about what he believes in offensively as a football coach. That works. Well, and to think about the long-term future of this room, unless Chase Brown goes ham this year, all these guys return. All these guys return, and then you add Aiden Lawfrey, who chose Illinois over Iowa, and Jordan Anderson, who I've seen in person. And we're talking about Josh McCray being big. Jordan Anderson's two inches taller, I think even more ripped than, than Josh McCray is right now, and just gives you um, kind of the, the, the thunder to the lightning that Aiden Lawfrey is, his sprinter speed. So the future of this position looks good. The short term of this position looks good. That shouldn't surprise us with, with Brett Bioma, but – we do know that this staff, the previous staff, left a pretty good situation at running back, and Brett Bielman was only enhancing that. And if they have the success behind this offensive line that, that they're expecting on the ground, I think it becomes easier and easier where Illinois can be one of those programs that year after year uh, has great running backs. You know, I think a lot of times it's easy for, for people to want to dunk on the previous staff, but there are positions where they left. And now the super senior rule helps in some instances. It doesn't in the running back instance. They just left that as a pretty good room future i imagine it's the year 2024 and josh mccray and jordan anderson are just wearing the heck out of people and aiden breaks one i mean there there is really good long term probably i would say the best long term as we know it right now of any position on this team offensive line could probably 
Again. Uh, I would say definitely running back. Like offensive line, I got big questions in 2022. And then beyond, I mean, because we got to see how these guys develop. Like, there's some nice pieces in there, like Josh Groots and Brody Weiskopf. I really like those guys. Moses Ocala, you and I really like. Running back, like, I think that's going to be a good Big Ten group for a long time. Yeah, I do too. And the running back's a position that maybe you could make an impact as a freshman in some capacity. There's, again, we talked about this, a few positions. That's like half of one. I don't think it's as easy as some other positions just physically. But the guys are recruiting physically – in my mind, can hold up early on in their careers, right? I mean, yeah, like Aiden Loffrey is five foot 11, 180 pounds, been through the GCMS weight program. Which, think of whatever little school you know, there's a football factory, like they always have a great weight program, it seems like that's Aiden Loffrey and in GCMS. And then Jordan Anderson, we know, is, is a beast, but Aiden is one of the fastest sprinters in the state, too. So, like, you put all that together, and um, this is this room through what 2025 you feel pretty good about yeah and then they'll just keep adding on to that like again there's a reason why these these coaches have had the running backs that they've had they identify it Aiden so we talked about this when he committed just what a monstrous win for them I mean seriously I mean the kid is built like a house and he's the fastest kid in the state or one of the fastest kid in the state that's that's huge. You, you can take care of the rest. Any Anything that could be missing from the football aspect, and I don't think there's a lot with Aiden, you can take care of that. You, you can get that done here. It's long-term, man. This thing is this thing is moving right along, and you do have to look at the old staff and say, hey, credit for, for bringing in the guys you brought in because it's going to extend the bridge a little bit to some of Brett's guys. And if there's one thing Rod was good at, it was running the football. Like, he really invigorated that rushing offense. It's just – it didn't all work together. The passing game obviously was was a failure last year and, and really struggled uh, at times in 2019, um, and especially in 2018, too, with A.J. Bush. But the running game did improve, and I expect it only to improve. I mean, you think of Bielma and the running backs he's had from P.J. Hill, John Clay, uh, James White, Melvin Gordon, Monte Ball, and then he went into Arkansas, Jonathan Williams, Alex Collins. Those were NFL draft picks as well. Like. They've had he's had a great history of running backs, and I only expect that to continue here at Illinois. You got a great one right now in Chase Brown. You think you got a future potential great one in Reggie Love and Chase Hayden and Mike Epstein are, are really good vets in there as well. Can we just say like Corey Patterson might be the happiest guy <laughs> on the planet? I mean, it, he, he's worked really hard to put himself in this position, and now he's in a room that Brett what, Brett's had success with running back coach. I mean, they. they kind of got put on the rocket a little bit and sent up. Thomas Hammock, NIU head coach, former yeah. running backs coach. And now Corey's got the most talented room right now, and he's going to have the most talented room for the next three years. And good for him. I mean, as somebody who really worked hard to put himself in this position, he, he's in a, in a really good – we talk a lot about the players, but Corey's in a pretty good yeah. spot right now. Okay, that's a position we feel great about. I think the next one we talk about, the wide receivers on our next podcast – Got way bigger questions, right? Uh, But that's a feel-good podcast about the running backs. I think it's a really, really good room. Uh, Keep listening. We'll keep uh, putting these out, our position primers. Hopefully you guys are enjoying them. And, of course, check out all the latest on Illini football training camp at IlliniInquire.com. And give us a follow wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, all of those places. Give us a rating and a review. We appreciate that as well. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Inquire podcast.